Texas. Welcome to Where the Geeks Live. This is the Stooge. Welcome to Where the Geeks Live. So a couple weekends ago, we went to Hannah House. Do you want to tell us what Hannah House is? Hannah House is a house, a great big house, <laughs> here in Indianapolis, and it's haunted, and every Halloween they put on, like, Hannah Haunted, Hannah Haunted Acres, every year, so you can go and they do a haunted house and everything, but it's, it's notorious for being haunted. We actually did um, our first live, not live interviewing, but we interviewed people for the podcast. And it was quite interesting, some of the things that we learned and um, the people we talked to were really nice, really helpful. Um, they seemed to enjoy to do the, in, enjoy doing the interview with us. And uh, I would like to get out and do some more interviews like that. So the grounds of Hannah Haunted Acres, I want to describe that first. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of, it, it's at this house and there's, you know, quite a bit of land there. You know, probably a couple acres, maybe. Yeah, I would, maybe. I would think so. Maybe. maybe, maybe not quite two acres, but you know. But it's but everything I you would say, think a haunted house. I say house quite a like. bit of land because it's kind of like right in the middle of everything. I mean, it's not like Han- the Hannah House is out in the country, yeah. you know, in some creepy woods. I mean, it's right next to a major thoroughfare. It's almost like they built it up or built the thoroughfare around. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it, it's a built-up area, especially so when you're listening to the interviews, you can clearly hear the traffic in the background going by because it is it's a, it's a busy it's a, like a main highway right and uh also that day there seemed to be a lot of motorcycles for some reason yeah yeah it was very strange <laughs> it was it was maybe but, there was a bike convention or something anyway so everybody sets up their booths all around the grounds and everything so as soon as we get there like from across the grounds i see this table set up under a tent and i'm like hey there's some kind of cool device over there uh-huh. so we went over to check it out and it was the this device this couple had designed and uh, you'll hear the description and stuff in the interview, but it was really neat, very unique to uh, communicate with the paranormal, you know, through audio. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fascinating. <laughs> you, yes, you, to... you definitely thought it was fascinating. Yeah. It really was fascinating. It, it was. I mean, I couldn't you just, stop. You just had trouble coming up with other adjectives. <laughs> yeah, because I was completely enamored with this piece of equipment. We'll go ahead and play the interview and we'll be back in a few. So we came up here earlier, and I was a big dummy and forgot to record everything. So if you don't mind, could you tell us all about your device again? Sure can. It's um, The name of it right now is CHTT3-3, the three meaning there's three pendulums. It can go from one pendulum, one note, to five notes. Right now we're concentrating on the three. In my ghost hunts, I have run into several things that I feel there's a communication gap. They're, they are not understanding me, I'm not understanding them. Right. So I needed to come up with a way of communication, a nonverbal communication. And I thought about music, universal language. I know that the ghosts can manipulate pendulums and stuff like that. So that was my idea. And my tech guy there put it together and, and made it all like, you know, super cool it's, and stuff. It's fascinating. What we're looking at right now is, is it's a little box. It's got three pendulums. They it's just fascinating. It's really fascinating. We'll have pictures of it. Yeah, we'll take pictures and post it. So, so how does this actually work then? Basically, once there's a sensor and once the pendulum is moved off the sensor, you can hear the it, the note. It it makes a musical note. I right. Can, I can program that note 
anywhere between middle C for an octave. Okay. And, stuff. and there are three, right now, let's say there's three of them. And there are, if he's standing in the right spot, there are three of them that will make no I could push it. So it does work better when it's, when it's kind of dark. Right. And yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons why we're out here testing it and not selling it just yet, is we found the one flaw. We made it in the dark, works great, and it's oh, yeah. the shiny stuff, you can see it better. Right. Underneath, uh, our, in the house, it works great, but we forgot to make it so it works in sunlight. And okay. the sunlight with the UV light is messing with the sensors and stuff. That's why we have it trying to get it in the shade. Uh, you know, that's, that's how you do a prototype, and yep. you live and you learn, and you know, most of the time you're in a dark house anyway, so, mm -hmm. right. you know. Or so, even you may have lights on, we have done it. I mean, we do it in our house all the time. We just set it there and, and right, dang right. And stuff. So. Yeah, we've used it in bright light in the house and it works yeah. so much fun. Yeah. But the ultraviolet light that the sun gets Exactly. Off. It's completely it's, different. I did put in for rain today, but obviously you know, I think in my order. So, so, so what, is the, what is the top of this made of? Okay, the top is a selenite crystal. And then this is an actual plastic that we print out of our three, off our 3D printer. It is plastic with copper, 80% copper infused. Oh, and then you have cool. for the, um, the rods are copper. Okay. Copper is very conductive, right. electricity and stuff. The pendulums themselves are copper, again, for the conductivity. Right. Selenite crystal brings in positive energy and also promotes psychic ability. And then, of course, the gold, again, another basic mineral that uh, just to marry the old with the new. The uh, right. top plate is brass and then the rest is all either the wooden box or we 3D print it. Yeah, it's fascinating that you three did use a 3D printer on, on, on this. It just, I find that so fascinating. It's just, it's just neat. I mean, it's, it's aesthetically pleasing. It's, it's not just three copper pendulums and on a chain and that's it. You know, I mean, you've done a little design and basically the gold wrapping is just yeah, that's the aesthetics and stuff. We, I've also got the these are brass. We um, you know, just experimented with brass and stuff. The brass is wrapped with copper, but then again with the gold off the selenite crystal and the copper. Right. Rods and things. It comes with a uh, speaker built in so that this is right off. You take, plunk it down, you plug it in. It runs off a battery, an external battery. You can plug it in or you can plug it into the wall and it runs off that way. Oh, okay. So, well, um, you guys kind of thought of everything yeah. on this. Yeah. Just and like say it also, you can also add another speaker. We did talk earlier, but reiterate what you did have in, instead of using it, maybe for paranormal. Your other idea, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. Oh, yeah. With the kids, I often wondered if the children, autistic children or children that have that have problems relating to people, if this might not be a, a fun way to get communication started with them. Because basically, it's playing with music. And they right. Could, they could poke it and, and play back. Maybe forget that there there's an actual another person there, and yet they are interacting with people. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... So interesting. So tell tell our listeners again, when you went to the Rhodes house and, and used it, I mean, you, you found some kind of paranormal yes. um, activity. It was with Spook Paranormal. They had it set up. They were not in the room where it was set up, and they heard it. And, and they also had a camera on it and stuff, and they do have video of it. 
once they find it. It's going through the evidence still. But um, once they ran in, nothing was moving. But two people actually heard it, and you can hear it's pretty loud yeah, in yeah. and of itself. So they actually heard it and ran in, So and they do have a video of it. That's that's fascinating. I'd be anxious to see when they get it get it uploaded. What it you know oh, what actually occurred and and it, it, it's neat to do to me to do the the testing. You know to go out in the field and actually you know like you said you can use it as kind of like Simon says. You know you press it see if they press a note and and go back that way because it doesn't seem like it would take a whole lot of energy to for a paranormal entity to touch this because it is on a pendulum right you know whereas um we went on a paranormal uh, on a ghost hunt and you know it uses the lights and everything which is really neat i found that fascinating but this is something that just is so easy so i mean well i saw the bloopers it didn't look easy to me well, but, you know, but, but easy for them to use so i i find it fascinating that nobody's thought of this before you Not know that to, I know to use musical so, notes yeah. as a way of in a pendulum form well, and even if you, somebody was never going to go on a ghost hunt, this would just look cool sitting on your desk. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's I neat. Mean, it's very, it has a very artistic look to it on top of everything else. So, yeah. So did you actually come up with the design yourself, Jackie? Or, um, or did I, you guys collaborate up, together? I came up with the pendulums and the music. And then through trial and error and through him, him going, well, you can't do that electronically. It has to be done this way. We fastened on this design we also wanted something that you pick this whole thing up and you go yeah you know, yeah yeah i mean it's you're carrying around enough equipment as a ghost hunter so you don't want to have your hands full of three separate pieces of this pick it up and you go that's that's interesting now do you have an engineering background is yes, that your okay see sometimes i get fascinated by um people who just have that talent to to do that you know you have that background to I could have never done it. He showed me the diagrams they sent to the patent office, and yeah, so you know, it's, I it's mean, kudos, really, really impressive. Kudos this, this to whole you. thing is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really, it's neat, and that you use a three D printer for a lot of it is just mind blowing. And it's just, fun. I tell you that. Is it? Is yeah. it? You yeah. know, well, you know what they say if you uh, if Do you enjoy you love, doing yeah. it, and it's not a job. So mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly believe that. So. So did you say you're just trying to get some feedback and then maybe go on Kickstarter or well, we're gonna, see what? We're going to take it to Scarefest. We uh, have a table at Scarefest. We're going to take 10 of them for sale. Nice. And if everything looks good, then yes, we're going to gear up for full production. Okay. And that'll take a reasonable investment to get all that going. Right. And these are all built by hand right yeah. now. But of course, in production, that's just not going to work. It takes... What kind of a price point are you looking at for something like this? Somewhere around two hundred dollars. Which you know, compared to a lot of the really high tech paranormal equipment they have, that's nothing. Really. Yeah, yeah, it's not Especially, a yeah. You know, it's just awesome. Well, I mean, and, and with your background, you know, you know what what's a good fair price for, and I think that's a great yeah. a great deal. And I feel like. I, f- I feel like if it went on Kickstarter, it would be a huge success. I mean, I would tell everybody, I don't know a ton of people, but I would tell everybody <laughs> I know that this is, you know. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. I just, I can't get over, and I can't say it enough, that I am just fascinated with this. Yeah. I am absolutely just fascinated with this. And I would have to say, like, if it was in my house and I knew it was a room, that there was no draft or anything, it would freak me the hell out if it just started going <laughs> off. <laughs> I'd be like, what is that? 
and I just, that is just... Yeah, the nice thing is the pendulums, we've actually had them in the wind. There's actually enough mass there yeah. that they're easy to push, but the wind really doesn't, you know, they don't really have a wind profile and with the amount of weight they have. You don't get a lot of false alarms. I was, well, was going to say, because they've been sitting here swinging, I mean, really back and forth the whole time we've been standing here, and you don't hear anything. You have to kind of give yeah. it that yeah. that yeah. little extra to get... Well, and, interestingly enough, in the software, when you turn the device on, the software actually looks up at the pendulums and sets a base. So even if the pendulum's a little bit different than it was the last time, the base actually adjusts for how level it is, the background radiation, and all that kind of stuff. So you turn it on, it's calibrating it's itself calibrating right away. Itself every time. Wow, you two are just, this is just incredible. Yeah. That is some he, smart he's thinking. a tech guy. I just tell him, look, I want this. And you, you make it. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you guys made a heck of a team to bring this together. That's, really yeah, good. and, you're, and you're, your site is called Cave Paranormal Engineering, and you're at www cave p is that cave pe.com yes fantastic and we'll once we upload this and we i'll post their website on twitter we'll, we'll post it and okay. you know with pictures if you guys are fine that we post post oh, pictures i'm gonna have to go in and finish the website now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know how you feel about that <laughs> yeah. yeah let them know if they're interested in buying we will be selling it scarefest scarefest okay. absolutely we will you know, I mean, so far we've had a few listeners and stuff, but people love this stuff. It's challenging. And it's really cool when you actually do get feedback. Right. And we get, of all the, feed, all the things we've ever tried, pendulums have been successful. Divining rods have been successful. Okay. Audio, we get tons of audio. Video, not so much. Right. I mean, once in a while, you get something that kind of looks like maybe. Right. But the audio we get is usually outstanding. We've got some very clear words. This kind of extends to that audio content. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, I just feel like it's something that... Yeah, I think you got a winner on your hands here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, when we walked by, we were like, we have to stop and see what this is. And I'm glad we did, because you guys are really fascinating. Yeah. It, it, Thank you. I, I wish you all the success and um, oh, thank you. is there is there anything else you'd like to anything you want to plug or yeah anything else you'd like to, to say about it other than you know you'll be at Scarefest and come buy your product yeah we'll be at Scarefest and come by all right all right, all right. well it's been fascinating thank you Jackie thank you Robin we thanks appreciate so it all right thank thanks you. that was our interview with Robin and Jackie Cave and they're also part of Spook Paranormal. So, yeah, Stooge, they were absolutely fascinating. <laughs> oh, they were fascinating. As you can tell from the interview, what they what they do with this product. I mean, I think one of the things that I kind of enjoyed the most was it. it's not just for paranormal. I mean, you could actually use it in a broad spectrum of yeah. ideas, you know, I mean, to communicate with people. Yeah, it was really neat. And uh, I believe we have pictures and stuff that. Mm-hmm. We'll post on our Instagram and Twitter accounts so people can actually see what this device looks like. And as they mentioned, they're going to be at Scarefest, which is in Kentucky. Yes. And Scarefest is like this. It's almost like the Gen Con of the paranormal. It's really cool. Right. So, okay, moving on. Our next interview was with Xavier. 
I think he pronounced it Xavier, right? Or was it Xavier? Xavier, Xavier I think. He, he'll let us know. <laughs> he was and, cool, though. Yeah, he was a cool guy. He was with one of the investigators with Spook Paranormal and had worked with um, Jackie and Robin. And they had actually used their device on a ghost hunt with Spook Paranormal. Yeah. They got some interesting results, and he talks about that a little bit. So here's our interview with Xavier or Xavier. We'll find out who's correct. Yeah. From Spook Paranormal. Okay, so we just spoke with um, the people next door to you right now that have um, the, what do they say it's called? C-H-R-T? I don't remember the acronyms. I'm terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible with acronyms too, but with the pendulum, you right. know. So they said that you guys used it in the, was it the roads? We did use it at roads, yes. Uh, we had it set up in one of the rooms there, um, the, set, the first floor. And I was in the kitchen area, uh-huh. which is and like, what is your name? my name is Xavier. All right. And you're a spook paranormal. And I'm a spook paranormal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is Xavier your real name? Yes. That is awesome. Yeah. You look like an Xavier, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had it set up um, at Rhodes, and I was in the kitchen area, which is like two rooms away from that. Okay. And Matt was in, up, he was actually upstairs. All right. And we both heard it very clearly, the tones that it was making back and forth. So we ran to it. Right. And obviously we tried to debunk, you know, like, was somebody messing with it? Or, with, you know, is the floorboards moving around or something? Right. And they showed us, too, that it can't just really be the wind. I mean, it really takes a little bit of pressure to get that to actually make the noise. I actually started jumping up and down next to it, like, as hard as I can. And it didn't go off. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That's... A- that's yeah. Neat. yeah, that is neat. That is that is really cool. That's so, one way. So did it make like one noise, or was it, it like several? I want to say it made one really loud noise because I heard it all the way in the kitchen, and it was just like one time. You know, well, it swings, so it went like once and then again, right? And that was it, right? And I know we did speak a little bit earlier, and we didn't actually do the podcast then. But that was my fault. Yeah, it was my husband's fault. Um, I'll blame him for everything. Uh, so I guess my question is, in 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 that moment, did you did you feel like yes, this was something paranormal that was going on? I know you said you're kind of you like to go in with like a skeptical mind, and, and yeah, and we you know once you hear something or see something. You try to debunk it right. as soon as you can. Um, if you can't find a reason for it, like me jumping up and down next to it didn't set it off. So, you know, what was setting it off? Because it wasn't the wind. We were yeah, inside. Right. And there was no drafts. There was no vents going or, or anything like uh, that? Nothing like that. And our medium from our team, uh, Donna Pennick, Okay. She, she sensed that there was a little boy in that room messing with the equipment. And then we started getting... You know, responses with our equipment. Right. So, oh, so she sensed that before the equipment. Yeah. Started, oh, that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Otherwise, there would be no. there was like a little boy and a little girl there, and we sensed that before we when we came in. So. Now, is is there a backstory on that house where there is like a little boy and little girl? Or uh, yes, there's. The thing with the little girl is a little bit more complicated because there used to, it used to be a brothel, and so obviously a lot of the women there would have children. Sometimes we don't know what happened to those children. Um, There's been some people that say that the little girl is actually one of the um, 
Laser the Night. Right. I don't want to call it something else, but that you, you know. You can. We're that kind of podcast. Okay. <laughs> she was a prostitute in the brothel. Right. And a lot of times, if they're going through like hardships and really bad life, or if she was murdered, like like that lady probably was at there, your soul can splinter off into a different person altogether. Okay. So we think that little girl is actually her. Really? Oh, you Like she was brought there at a very young age, and then she became like a prostitute when right. she grew up or whatever. Because that's basically kind of all they know, you know, if they grow up in that, that's the life you lead, you right. know? Right. And then the little boy was actually the son of the original owner. Okay. Uh, who, he died of tuberculosis. And he's still there. He's very active. He touches people in the room upstairs. Um, he likes it when people are there. He likes it when women are sleeping in his bed. Uh, we, we spoke with someone earlier, and they said that women seem to be more um, in tune to the paranormal. Do you have a, do you have a, a reason to maybe why that is? I think women are more intuitive by nature, just because they are more emotional. Right. More than men, men tend to hold back their emotions a little bit. They're more logical, yeah. Um, and I think that it just depends on the spirit. Like, that, that spirit is a boy. He died young. So, he probably gets excited when there's a woman sleeping in his bed. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, it's kind of creepy, but... That is that is interesting. Now, now where, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, because we were by earlier, you had us listen to some of your uh, EVP. Yeah. What does it stand for? Uh, electronic Voice Phenomena. And a really, I mean, really clear EVP. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really neat. That was in the priest room. Um, the priest is supposedly he committed suicide in that room in the okay. closet but there's no historical proof we know that he was there but we just don't know if he actually killed himself right um, but yeah we got the word Christ really really loud yeah because what was it someone asked can you tell me your name and there was, they said there was a picture of Jesus on the wall yeah it, when you go in there there's a Bible in the corner there's a picture of Jesus on the corner and uh, or on the wall and she said, can you tell me your name? And then on the spirit box, it just goes, Christ, really loud. Wow. Yeah, and I listened that's, to it, and it was clear as day. I didn't hear nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's really, really neat. Uh, so, is, is that like the weirdest thing, or what's the, what's the weirdest thing you yourself have experienced where you're like, okay, I, can, can you say? Or? Um, God, the weirdest thing. <laughs> That that was pretty that was pretty creepy. Yeah, because you see it, it's so like clear, you know. Right. Um, I've seen shadow figures. I've seen all kinds of stuff my entire life. Like even when I was a little boy. So it doesn't. You just feel like you're more in tune. It doesn't scare me. I'm just kind of curious about it. Yeah. So I can't say that it really like freaked me out or anything like that. I don't know. I can't really say that anything really freaks me out. It's more like. It's just interesting to me. Has there been one thing that you've you've thought to yourself, okay, this is I can't be a skeptic on this. This really like the most compelling thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what we've done as spook paranormal. I'm trying to say, I I'm gonna say Rhodes is probably the most compelling evidence that we've gotten because there's EVPs. We've gotten orbs. Um, we've gotten people touched in the rooms when they're sleeping. Um, I've I've sensed 
like the little girl in the house. Right. Not like physically with my eyes, but just kind of like in my mind. Yeah. And then Donna Arbidium will be like, yeah, there's a little girl right there. Oh, wow. Or one day I said, well, is the little girl have blonde hair? And she said, yes, that's the little girl that's here. She has blonde hair. And that's because I saw her in my mind. So I know for sure that place is haunted. Right. Yeah, with, without a doubt. Yeah. It's like... It's, so it's, it's really active. Just, I'm kind of familiar with the, the, the shadow figures as far as what they are, but could you maybe explain like for people that might not know what a shadow figure is? They get confused with regular ghosts. Sometimes human spirits can masquerade as shadow people, but shadow people are actually entities that are completely their own. Some people think that they're alien or that they come from other dimensions. Um, they're usually very bad, evil entities. They prey on people. They they hurt people. They cause people to do horrible things, like get depressed and kill themselves, and or hurt other people. We don't we don't know why they do it. Um, there's the shadow people. There's the shadow people that have hats. Like there's a hat man that wears like a top hat. Really? Yeah. And that you've seen at. I haven't seen the hat person, but I've seen shadow figures okay. at different locations. That's that's interesting. So how often do you guys go out and do you try to go every weekend? Is it once a month? I mean, do you do, or do you just hear something and then that's when you go? Usually we get calls or we get like emails and then we go and investigate. Okay. Um, yeah, usually it's been pretty much like once a month. Okay. We try to investigate a location. So. And how long have you been doing this? Since 2016. Okay. May of 2016. As a group, or have they been doing it a long time? Or? We've been doing it, like, separately for a long time. Like, I've been doing it my whole life, pretty much. Oh, really? Um, well, how did you hook up with, with this group? Just I used to go on investigations with their old group, because okay. they used to be part of a different group. Okay. And then when that kind of uh, broke apart, we made our own group. They okay. remember me being really interested in all that kind of stuff. So, what, why did you get into this? Did you have like a personal experience that just made you want to pursue it? And if you don't want to share, we'd like for you to, but if you don't want to tell us, no, I'll share. Um, it was in Chicago. My grandmother used to practice Santeria, which is like, uh, it's it's tied to like hoodoo and voodoo, okay. but it's like the Hispanic kind of version of that. Well, I know the Hispanic, the Hispanic culture is very rich yeah. in that. I mean, right. I, I grew up in that myself, so, okay. you know. Well, I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay. My dad's from Mexico, so. Yeah. Yeah. But this took place in Chicago. Okay. But she was practicing in her apartment. Right. So while me and my sister were playing, we were very young. We were just playing in her living room. Um, books started flying off her shelf. Like, literally flying off the shelf. Wow. And then her rocking chair started moving back and forth. And so that was my first paranormal. And how old were you at the time? Oh, God. I was, like, eight years old. That's, that's something that stays with you, I think, when you're that young. Yeah. It, it really does just kind of stay with you. And then all through my life, I've seen spirits. I, I, my personal opinion, I don't know whether this is right or not, but I think when you experience that as a young age, you're more open to it the rest of your life. So I think it, that's what I mean when I say it stays with you. You know, you you become more perceptive of things that are going on around you that other people just maybe aren't. I think that's why children get affected more by the paranormal because exactly. they, their minds are still at that state where they're really open. Yeah. So do you just go, are, are you based here in Indiana? Do you go all over everywhere? No, I'm, I'm from Florence, Kentucky. And okay. most of the most of them are from like Cincinnati, um, Crittenden, Kentucky. Okay, so you guys just kind of... Yeah, we're like in the tri-state area. Okay. And every time we get... Um, in an investigation, we just come together and have meetings and and go investigate. 
this is going to be a I guess one of the biggest thing. things I've learned today is like um, that people aren't right pushing that, you know, this is, I don't want to say that this isn't real, but you know what I mean? Everybody's like, hey, we try to debunk it. We're trying to right. You know, and I find that, I find that fascinating that, you know. Well, yeah, it's a very scientific approach. I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you know, you have a hypothesis, this is what it could be, now we have to go disprove it, and if we can't, okay. Right. Then we have something real. Then you have something real. If you go into a place thinking, well, there's ghosts here already, you already have that in your mind, your mind's going to play tricks on you. Your, your, everything you find on your equipment, you're going to oh my god, that's a ghost. Well, you have to disprove it first. And if you can't find a solution, like he said, then right. then you can go to the to that extreme of saying right. that's a spirit or that's an entity or whatever. Right, right. Does anyone else have anything that they would they would like to to say? or Anything or you want to plug? Anything you want to plug? <laughs> we're, we're our, our website is www.spookparanormal.com. Okay. Um, we're going to be doing a Rhodes investigation October the 21st. That's the Rhodes Hotel in Atlanta, Indiana. And if you go to our website, um, you can ask us for tickets, and that's going to be a really great event. Awesome. And then we're also been chosen to do the world's largest ghost hunt. Um, which we're doing at the Sherman Tavern in Kentucky. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And your team's name is your name is Xavier, and then we have Donna, Donna in the back, and Donna, two Donnas. I love it. Matt. Matt. And Kathy. Our. Okay. And we'd like to take a group photo of all you guys, if you don't mind, and we'll we'll put it on our our. Uh, we don't have a Facebook with with our podcast, but we do Twitter and and, and Instagram. So we'll. Awesome. We'll plug you guys on there, so Thank hopefully you. we can get you guys all sold out for the. Cause I think we're talking about coming and doing the yeah. doing the roads yeah. and maybe awesome. podcasting while we're. Okay. Okay. Well, you can. Frankie Shelley, I'll write that down somewhere, and we can. We've we've got them. We did a podcast with them, so they'll be on there too. You guys are all fascinating. We appreciate it. We appreciate you guys taking the time. Did you have anything you wanted to? Yeah, I can, as long to, as you have To it mention? Enough. Yeah, I mean, you're a very good... <laughs> he, he does a very good interview, so... Yes. All right. All right, well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. And we're back. It's me, Stooge, and Adraxis. Still here. Still going on. Still talking about paranormal stuff. Even in the commercial break, we're still talking about paranormal stuff. So, uh, Spook Paranormal... Um, on October 21st, they're going to be, you know, at where they said at Rhodes Hotel, which is at, um, I think it's 150 East Main Street in Atlanta, Indiana. And it's $70 to do an overnight with them or 45 general to go through and, and do the, go in with the ghost hunt with them. So I think that would be cool for people to do. Again, that's at Rhodes Hotel. Um, and you can find that at www.spookparanormal.com. Um, and what date was that again? That was October 21st at 7 p.m. at Rhodes Hotel. Like I said, you can go to their website and, and probably see more on that. They also uh, talk about it on their on their Facebook page. Um, but the interview that we did was with Xavier. Xavier, how you want to say it. But uh, other members of the group were Matt, Donna, Donna, Kathy, Shelley, Carrie, Frankie, and sometimes Jackie from uh, Cave Paranormal Engineering. All right, so our next interview was with Joel and Jeff from Paranormal Indy. And they do a lot of their investigations at the Geyer Opera House. Yeah. And where was that opera house again? It is at 110 West Main Street, Louisville, Indiana. And they had they had some pretty cool stuff they had us listen to. Some 
yeah, some EVP stuff. Yeah, yeah. And another really interesting guy. I mean, all these people that were at this paranormal festival, you know, were really interesting, really into what they're doing. And, and just super nice. I mean, that was that was the big thing because this was our first time doing interviews, you know, actually interviewing someone. And everybody was just wonderful about it. I mean, they, you know, they were happy to do it. They were, uh, they were all excited about it. You could see when they were doing the interview that they really enjoy what they're doing. All right. So here's our interview with Joel and Jeff from Geyer Opera House. What was the name of their paranormal company again? It was called Paranormal Indie. Okay. And we haven't even watched the video yet, but we did, we're running late getting ready for today, so we thought we'd just play it, catch people's attention. And then on this monitor is video from a mine that we investigated back in 2015. Oh, wow. That's creepy just going into the mine. Well, it's a surface mine. It's not a... Oh, not a... <laughs> it used to be one that went into the cave, but it collapsed and killed some folks. And so these are oh. some of our investigators here. I don't know if the angle's good or bad for you, but this is on loop. Now watch the tree line as they're there. You can see the, the, the lights. Yeah, no lightning bugs. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, that's crazy. Now just watch the tree line, like right in through here, as they start to walk away. You'll see six, seven, eight, ten. Oh yeah. Lights, and then they'll all kind of group together and try to follow them out. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You definitely yeah. You see the lights flashing. Yeah, that's crazy. And that was at a mine we investigated. Check this video. Another watch right down here by his knee. You'll see something reach out of the wall. No. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that was creepy. Yeah, yeah. it did. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. They it reached like some, out. It did. It looked like someone tried to reach out was, and grab him. Yeah. And what is the name of your group? We are Paranormal Indie. Paranormal and Indie. We represent the Geyer Opera House. Okay. So, what's like the weirdest thing that you guys have found? Um, probably the weirdest thing is we were in a. Here in New Jersey, and we were in the basement of an 1800s prison. My brother and I went out there, and, I'm, uh, and we were doing an EVP session, and we had a female voice talking to us, and it said, "And you're from Indianapolis." What? Yeah. And I'll play that here if you want to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let me find it here. That is. Yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, and you were in New Jersey, and she's like, you're from Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I don't know how loud this is going to be. Yeah, we're in the basement of a prison in New Jersey, and then here's her voice. Can you hear that? Yeah. 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 And then we also asked, uh, well, you'll hear this. Did you work here at the prison, or were you a prisoner? Prisoner, you can hear a female voice wow. respond, prisoner. Yeah. Did you work here at the prison or were you a prisoner? So that was that kind gives of, me chills. Oh really? That was kind of interesting. But now at our place that we investigate and represent the opera house, 
We have, uh, this is one of our better EVPs ever, you know. <laughs> We're doing the flashlight work and you'll hear a little girl come on and say, Mom, then you'll hear us joking. Then over at the end of this, you'll hear the little girl talk again. Can we make Jeff leave? Is that what you want? Huh? <laughs> if you turn that light on, if you turn that light on, I will leave, I promise you. <laughs> Flashlight. She goes, we were trying to get the flashlights right. on. She goes, Mom, then we talk, then she comes back on and says, Mommy, a flashlight. Yeah, that's what I thought she said, Mommy, a flashlight. Can we make Jack leave? Is that what you want? <laughs> if you turn that light on, if you turn that light on, I will leave, I promise you. Well, that's just wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Then we had one that I captured just a couple weeks ago at the Opera House. If you guys want to, I'm, I'm absolutely. I might be boring you. No, nope, not know. at all. This is what we're here for. Yep. <laughs> I was in there by myself, and oops, right one, wrong one. Sorry. Loud motorcycle. Yeah, it's very loud. Okay, I'm in there by myself, and I ask the, the question, do you guys remember me? I remember you. Then you'll hear a voice come on, and it repeats twice, you know, what it, what it says. It goes, hey, Jeff, it's Walt. Hey, Jeff, it's Walt. My name's Jeff. Hello, guys. I'm here. Do you remember me? Fun, huh? Yeah, yeah. Hello, guys. I'm here. Do you remember me? I remember you guys. Now, with the, with the EVP, that's something you, you pick up when you play it back later, right? Yeah, right. so uh, yeah. So you, didn't, so you couldn't hear that when you were actually... I didn't so, hear any of that. So when you played this back and heard that, I mean, what was your reaction? Because that's really My clear. My first reaction was, holy crap. You know? <laughs> right. And then I go, am I really hearing that? And then I'm playing it back. Like, okay, nobody was there with me. This was like 3.30 in the afternoon. Right. Oh, wow, and it was even during the day. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even at night you know, when it's the creepy factor supposed right. to be. Right. Yeah, it was 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. Yeah. And... Uh, it was just kind of wild. Something else I captured that day. Now, did you have to like clean up the audio to hear it at all, or that no. just that's pretty much just untouched? You just I just play played it right that, through. So that's what you heard. Yeah. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. At the time, I didn't hear anything. Right. But then I just played it right back, and that was it. You know. That's then, crazy. Then. Uh, then this I can't explain either. I mean, you'll hear me walking, and then it sounds like somebody's tap dancing. And I didn't hear this at the time. Right, I don't know what those are. Wow. It sounds like somebody's tap dancing. It really does. Yeah. And, yeah. I, really does. and I'm the only person in this three-story theater. Yeah. And 
I can't tap dance. I'm too, <laughs> I'm too fat and old. <laughs> so, 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 and this is at the Opera House, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah. So, um, my, I guess one of my questions is, do you, do you actually see anything visually? I mean, just like on your own, or is it usually just in playback? Uh, we do see shadow figures on occasion. We do see some orbs on occasion, yeah. but mainly the evidence that we pick up is audio. Okay. Uh, through listening to the digital recorders. Right, yeah. right. They got yeah. some good audio. That's yeah, that's sure. some really good audio. And the upper house is in, where does it say? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. How far is that from here? Oh, 45 minutes. There's one other oh, one. Oh, that's not bad. So many cool places so close to where we live. Yeah. 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 And we love to, like, podcast. We're always like, can we can we just turn on the audio and you talk and we talk? And there you go. <laughs> I don't think I played this one for you, but this one says, I think I'm dead. Help me. Oh no! And oh my we, gosh! And we recorded this at. But could you imagine being that that person who doesn't know that you know? Oh. Yeah. oh. And I'll I'll play this one now. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Oh, that's dead. Yeah. Are you guys investigators, or are you just? No, no, just paranormal enthusiasts. Yeah, we just we just like different stuff, and we went and uh -huh. did a uh, the Laurel Hall. Is it Laurel? Laurel Hall here in Indy. Here in Indy with Indiana Spy. That was the only ghost hunt we've been on. We loved it. We really? just haven't gone back. Yeah, so we uh, we did enjoy it. You don't want him around though, because he seems to be he seems to scare all the ghosts away. So. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they were doing the uh, thermal imaging, and there was like it, a heat signature in a chair in this uh, like ballroom, like somebody was sitting there, and all the others were cool. So I was like, oh cool. So I approached it, and it went away as I got closer. That's, so that's better than attracting them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then I walked yeah, away, yeah. and it came back, and it was like, okay, well, all right. I guess he I'll... thinks I'm crazy, but I, the women seem to attract more of this than oh, really? when they ask the questions and such. Well, I they can be quiet long enough for a response. Oh, we're editing that out. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Do you have a theory of why women attract more? I mean, just maybe because they're more in tune with, you know, because most of them are. You know, a lot of the ones I, I was involved in first, like we did a, a jail place like that and I'm just thinking all these lovely men in here but it seems like every place we go, especially like the flashlights, girls get the flashlights coming and going. We kind of just sit back and watch and film it. Really? Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Blocked out by the sun now, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Here's a picture that we took in the opera house, too. Yeah, we might need to back that up some. It's hard to... There, you can see this big... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. On the bottom right hand, you see. I huh. don't know what that Blue is. Thing. Yeah, but, I mean, it's obvious. It's cool. definitely there. Yeah. And that was... Uh, one night I was at the opera house alone. Yeah, you know, I go there a lot. You know? Right. And uh, it was about 10 o'clock at night, and I just started snapping pictures. That's in it. Huh. What it is, I don't know. Wow. That's interesting. So, so you have no problem? It doesn't bother you to go in by yourself? and. No, no. You just kind of go I, there and hang? Is that like your happy place? Or? Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know about happy place. But, uh, there's He's used to being alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's only uh, one time where I was startled there uh, in the main lobby when you walk in. There's a little trap door in the floor. Okay. And it's like a wooden door with hinges and it comes up against the wall. As I walked in, that trap door raised up about a foot and then slammed closed. 
Oh, wow. And I'm walking right by it, and I saw it out of the corner of my eye, just go, bam, boom, and I go, oh, crap, you know? Oh, yeah. I consider myself a pretty brave person, but I'd have left. Yeah. I'd just turn around and nope. Well, I probably wouldn't have gone in by myself. <laughs> I'm, I love scary movies or whatever, but when it comes to the real life stuff, I'm kind of a chicken. See, I'm just the opposite. I can't watch a scary movie. That's funny. I can't watch a, a horror Clown. Movie. I have a friend. So you're not going to go see the new It? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you know they're, they're showing it with um, a whole group of clowns. They're going to have the theater just filled with clowns. Oh, you know, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to do that. If I wanted to be around a bunch of clowns, <laughs> I'd just hang with him. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I was house watching for him once, and I, I had a clown hanging in the foyer from the lamp when they came back in <laughs> on a noose. <laughs> That's, That's funny. Yeah, let's try to move this tent this way. Right, we appreciate well, your appreciate time, guys. Your time. Okay. Thanks. And we're back. So, yeah, three. I thought we had three really good interviews there. Um, again, I apologize for all the background noise. But like I said, this place is right next to a major highway. It's kind of odd having this old creepy house just kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah, and uh, actually right now they're gearing up for, actually I think they just had their opening weekend for Hannah Haunted Acres, so... Oh, From what I cool. hear, it's a really good time. Well, you know, back in back in the day, back Remember in my younger guard. days, many, many, many years ago, the Hannah Haunted Acres was like a huge deal. I mean, it was like supposed to be so super scary, but I think by today's standards, probably not quite as scary as... I, I think being there at night, not with a group of people, but if you were there with just like maybe three or four people and you were going by yourself, I don't know, them trees out there and that well is wicked. I think that would be creepy walking up on that and you've got that well. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they don't have like any safety stuff around the well because, I mean, granted, it's not like a real deep well, but it was probably six feet deep. You know, a little kid falls in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, I saw kids hanging out around him. Yeah. We right there. And, well, you sat on it. We're acting a fool. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't fall in. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> See, a really good time at the Paranormal Fest. Yeah. I, and they uh, had beer. All right, so on that note, I'm going to go ahead and call it a day. All right, well, I'd like to thank Robin and Jackie Kay from uh, Cave Paranormal Engineering, uh, Jeff and Joel from Paranormal Indie, and all the whole group, uh, especially Xavier, for doing a really excellent interview with us uh, from Spook Paranormal. Again, they'll be at Rhodes Hotel on October 21st at 7 p.m., uh, and that's in Atlanta, Indiana. So thanks, guys, for doing great interviews we appreciate it and of course you can email us at where the gate at and where the geek <laughs> where the geeks live where the geeks live at gmail.com and we're on twitter at where geeks live.com it's not .com on twitter oh. it's just where geeks live it's at where geeks live at where geeks live and on are we on instagram yes we're on yeah. instagram <laughs> you, oh, po- you post oh, yeah, on there, post on there. <laughs> Where the geeks live on Instagram. Follow us. Let us know what you thought of our interviews. And Xavier, is your name Xavier? Or Xavier? It's in the interview. Okay. <laughs> You're an interview. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and call it, and I'm going to have to edit out a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to shut this shit down. Good night. Good night.